Welcome to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing the article, Who Do You Want to Work for You? This is the second of a series of three articles that's focused on employee and family business working relationships. To discuss this article, I'm joined today by Dr. Bob Milligan, who's Professor Emeritus from Cornell University and has a long history of helping farm and ranch businesses work with employees. Thanks for joining me today, Bob. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, Dr. Milligan, the focus of our discussion today is on thinking about who do we want to work for us? And we're thinking about primarily as we go out and recruit people, looking to identify people who may be good candidates as employees. What are some characteristics we need to think through? And what are some things we need to do ahead of time to make sure we have our homework done that we can really do a good job of identifying who may be a good fit for a position? Okay, great. Two, two points on that. First, I, I like your emphasis um, in terms of thinking about who are we looking for. Um, and, and secondly, I think there are a couple of things that we need to do. It, it's really easy, okay? A, a position comes open or because someone leaves or you, you're ready to start a new enterprise or whatever the case may be, and it's really easy to say, okay, let's just start recruiting and, and write some recruitment materials and get going. But I think it's important to step back and, and ask a couple of questions, okay? One is, what do we need in this position? One of the things I always say is that one of the advantages of a small business, family business like a, a farm or a ranch, is that they don't have the bureaucracy of, of having to get a, a, a position approved through HR and all of that. So when you have an opening, it's pretty easy to take a little bit of time and think about what, what do we need in this business? Maybe you have some people there who want to step up to the responsibilities that the person who left had, but you need something in another part of your business or another type of skill. So I think that's the first thing is really to think about what do we need to look for? And, and then, then you need to do some homework. Okay, and I think there are two things. One is competencies, and the second is actually developing a position description. Now, competencies, I like to ask the question when I talk to people about recruiting or a position, because you've now defined what you need. What are the three to five skills, uh, experiences, uh, attitudes, behaviors, that are going to be most important to succeed in this position because then it gives you a focus, okay? It's really hard to find somebody if you don't know what you're looking for. It's kind of like the old saying, you can't figure out where you're going if you don't know where you're going to end up. And it's kind of the same way here. Let, let me give you a couple of examples of competencies. I actually developed a, a competency with a young couple for a, a milker who happened to be a dairy farm. Okay, but most of you are familiar with that. Okay, and they were actually hiring a milker for the first time, other than just filling, okay, as they were growing. And I asked them, what are you looking for? And their answer was, well, I guess somebody with experience. Well, they actually were in an area where there weren't many dairies, so they probably weren't going to find someone with experience. So I, I pushed them a little further. And what they came up with were three things. One was reliability. You've got to get there when the cows are ready. Two is they love animals. Now, maybe they won't have experience with dairy animals, but if they love animals, that's a good start. 
And the second, someone who thrives on repetitive tasks, because that's what milking is. Uh, another example could be for a feeder, okay? And you might actually have three competencies, precision, arithmetic ability, timely, and actually only add a fourth, careful. The next thing you need before you get started, now that you have that, is sit down and write a position description. One of the problems with position descriptions is we often use them for recruiting and then they collect dust until we want to recruit again. I like to think of position description as a dynamic document. This is something you're going to continue to work with this person to add responsibilities and so forth. And so a, a position description outlines the responsibilities of positions, not just a list of tasks. Tasks are how you fulfill those responsibilities. So I actually like people to come up with a small number of key responsibilities. Then you can have some sub-items. Some of those may be tasks. Now, when I look at position descriptions, there are usually two important things that are missing. What's the responsibility of the person in this individual to the team that they're a part of or to the business? And secondly, what are the expectations of the person in this position relative to, to additional learning and professional growth? That gives us a good picture of what you're thinking about from a position description. Now that we've got that completed, how do we go out and find people who might be a good fit for this position? This is really the challenge. I mean, we all, we all know the environment today. Okay, we all know we have the, the lowest consecutive months of unemployment we've had in the history of this country. Okay, and so there are some challenges. Okay, and of course, one of the challenges for us in agriculture is that the reality is it may be different, certainly in some rural areas in Nebraska, but in general, agriculture doesn't have a great reputation as an employer. So we have to think about really being proactive in recruiting. Now, we, we can come up with a, with a fancy definition of recruiting, and, and I like to put that up on a PowerPoint slide or whatever, and, and I would call it obtaining a great pool of candidates by successfully marketing the attributes of your ranch and the position you have available. Now, perhaps the most important word in that is marketing. Think about TV ads. You're watching an ad on TV for cars or for beer or whatever the case may be. What are they doing? They're advertising, they're focusing on the good things, the attributes about that product. Well, your product is you have a position at your ranch. And so recruitment is really about getting those positives out there. Okay, now you don't want, you don't lie, okay, you want truth in, in advertising, but there's a difference between promoting the, the positives and actually misleading people. So when you're doing this, one of the first things you need to do is sit down and think about what's really great about working here and what's really great about this position. Now, now let, let me give you a couple of ideas, okay? Because for one, most ranches and farms, or actually almost all farms and ranches, are family businesses. Family business has a very positive connotation in this society. The, the vast majority of people would rather work for a small or a family business than for a big corporation. Okay, that, that's an attribute you can promote. Most positions, there are some exceptions, of course, but most positions have a lot of variety. That's something a lot of people are looking for. 
instead of doing one thing all day long, they're looking for variety. This is something typically in ranching and in agriculture that we can promote. A lot of people, maybe not in December or November, but a lot of people think working outside is a great attribute. Okay, we have lots of opportunities to do that. Now, there's some other things that I think are important to promote to people. One is opportunities for increasing responsibility. I think one of the problems we have in agriculture is we haven't done enough thinking about our positions as potentially careers. We have some long-term employees. I, I know many farms have long-term employees, but by a career, I'm talking about one in which you actually start maybe in a first-line position, but you have some opportunities to grow and develop, maybe become a supervisor, uh, maybe even become a, a co-owner, or whatever the case may be. And so we need to think about, we're not just hiring someone that may be here for a few years. Now, they may leave, but we want to develop that as an opportunity. Another thing you might want to advertise, many of you have modern equipment, modern line of equipment that people can work with. I always remember it when I was teaching this in class, I had students write a and want ad, and it was actually uh, for a person who was trucking at a turf business, a mechanic at a turf business. And one of the things that one of the students came up with this, this ad that started out, trucks, 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 what's a mechanic look for? And so I think in, in developing your materials, that's the second thing you need to think about. Is, is what three or four words or maybe even a little more are you going to put at the top or at the beginning of material that goes on the internet? Because there are lots of positions out there and people can be looking, go through, scanning through the internet or a newspaper and scanning through a bunch of ads. You want yours to catch their eye. And there's another important point to this. A vast majority of people who end up applying for a position are not the ones that saw the recruitment material. A friend saw it, a family member saw it, a colleague saw it and said, I think you'd be interested in that position. So you're trying to catch the eye of people who may or may not actually end up being interested in this position. So then what do you do? You, you've got, you've written some, a nice set of materials. You gotta think about how do I promote this? Well, it used to be you just put a new ad in the newspaper. Well, that's not today's world. Um, it, the, the internet's probably going to be key to your search. I can't believe how fast Indeed has, has taken over or expanded in the market. LinkedIn's a big piece of marketing. I have a number of clients who use Facebook to market their positions. Now, one of the things that I strongly encourage you to do is to develop one sheet of paper that has that's a job announcement. You might have a couple of pictures of your ranch or your farm, have a nice title, and then have the written description. And then make a bunch of copies of this. Give them to your, your employees to distribute. The other thing is you have a lot of agribusiness folks that cycle through your, your ranch or your farm. Hand them to them because they may get down the road and see somebody or bump into somebody that might be interested in applying your, to your position, and they may say, ooh, I was just on a farm that was talking about they had a position, but I really don't remember it very well. The alternative is here's a flyer that tells about it. Remember that recruitment is marketing the position you have and the business that you own.
Anything else you'd like to highlight, Dr. Milligan, as we point towards wrapping this up? I almost said it in the last statement. I mean, we could talk about selection. Selection is important. There are a lot of real tips in selection. But I really find that the big bang for the buck is investing time and energy in recruitment. The other thing to remember is recruitment is not an event. It's something you're always doing. You're always promoting your business. You're always taking mental notes of somebody that might be in, in an FFA class or that you bump into at a, a meeting that might be a potential candidate. That might be the most important difference today. And that is a recruitment selection is an ongoing process and has to be thought of that way and made high priority in the business. Well, Dr. Milligan, you highlighted on this a little bit, but maybe give a little bit more emphasis to, or just talk about the importance of networking in terms of recruiting and potential employees. You, you touched on this a little bit, but it just seems to me today that is a pretty key part of finding a candidate that might be a good fit. That's a really good point, Aaron. I don't think I pushed it hard enough. Yeah, net, it, it's all about networking. It, the, the first thing you should do, I actually had it in some notes for this presentation, but skipped over it. The first thing you do is you work your network. Okay, your employees are part of your network. Uh, your agribusiness folks are part of your network, but it's also your, your network. I encourage you to get involved in, in activities where you will run into people. Maybe you do something for your local FFA, okay, or you're on the board at a, a local co-op or whatever the case may be. But what we used to think of as our network as a, a rancher or a farmer is now really our, also our network as an ongoing recruiter. Aaron, can I add one thing? You bet. Uh, this, this is certainly not just for ranchers. Uh, farmers, even small agribusinesses, I think, will gain considerable knowledge and uh ability to promote and do better with their business by attending. Well, I think that's a great point, Dr. Milligan. Again, we mentioned farmers and ranchers, but the principles are the same in any kind of small ag business in terms of what you're looking for in terms of developing a, a good plan to hire somebody and then going through the process to get them in place. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Milligan. You're very welcome. Well, for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.ed website. It can be found in the November issue. Also, I wanted to highlight that we will be having a leading farm and ranch employee seminar that will be held at three locations across Nebraska coming up in December. They'll be in O'Neill on December 17th, Valentine on December 18th, and North Platte on December 19th. For more information on this seminar, you can go to the beef.unl.ed website. Again, you can find a press release there that highlights the details in terms of registration and also provides some additional information about the seminar.